1: officially, of Cosmic You the (laughs) podcast. I'm Brie. And I'm Holly. And we are really, really excited to be here in this beautiful recording studio, rebirthing our first episode. (laughs) So we thought we'd start episode one just kind of talking about us and our journey and how we got to where we are today and just starting to mirror back a bit of our essence to you guys so you can start to drop into resonance with us and really start to come on this journey of vulnerability and expansion. And I think, I don't know if
0: we'll release what we just recorded before or after this, but we realise we don't know each other that well either. <laughs> so we're we're getting insight into each other's journey too. Yeah. We know each other on a soul
1: level. Our souls are besties for yep, sure. are. they are. They've been, a,
0: they've been around the globe a couple of
1: times together. <laughs> it's true, it's true. So in this lifetime, mm. what's the journey to now kind of look like for you?
0: So I've been thinking about this a lot and um, I feel like it's something that I tend to just like glaze over quite a bit. Mm. And I think like you forget all the little bits that happened in your life. You're like, oh yeah, that happened. And then this happened. And um, yeah, so I came into, I think it started for me when I was yeah quite young and um I, you know, navigating parents being divorced Mm. and that was quite, yeah, being the youngest child, I think is always a bit tricky because everyone's kind of trying to like, not protect you, but also like you don't have those grown up conversations at that age to actually like figure out what's going on. Yeah. So a lot of it kind of had to be done, figured out on my own, I would say. And I got kicked out of home when I was 14, not because I was a bad kid, like at all. Um, I definitely probably did some shitty stuff after that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it was just how I guess my parents were coping at the time. And that's kind of what ended up happening. And yeah, I was just really lucky. My sister was older than me and she had friends that just were house sitting all the time. And so that's kind of how I ended up, you know, being okay.
1: So you got kicked out and then went and stayed with your sister's friends? Yep. Wow. And then
0: I did eventually, like I remember having, because I met Blake, my now husband, just after all of this was happening. So, yeah, and I remember having a birthday where I stayed at my sister's friend's house. I don't think I was kicked out of home at this point I can't remember um and I remember like Blake coming there the night before and I remember feeling like so much shame like this is not my own house and like it just felt like I really felt like my life is different and you know how do I make some kind of meaning or safety in all of this again mm-hmm. and yeah so that went on for a little bit and then I tried to live with my dad for a little bit but he lived like further away from where I went to school so that was really tough then it was kind of just like tumultuous <laughs> from there. Like I eventually went back home. But um, yeah, I think I always, I struggled a lot more than probably what I ever let anyone else know or see. I think Blake would probably be the only person and probably one of my best friends who really saw how challenging all of that time was. Mm. Um, and I went to my first yoga class. I probably was like 14 or 15 and I still have this visceral memory of that, like being in Shavasana and being like, oh my God, like I feel okay in this moment. Like I feel safe. I feel like it's, you know, I can be with my body and just experience something that felt not beyond, but just like beyond all of that pain, I suppose, if that makes sense. And yeah, I kind of like started to venture into yoga a little bit, but I did dancing and sport aerobics. So I was always moving my body in a particular way. So yoga at the time for me was definitely not what it actually is for me now. But, you know, that path towards it started then. I think my first initial experience of it was like, oh, hang on, there is more than just this pain or there is more to feel in life than, you know, what you're going through. And there's something that can actually support you through everything.
1: That's a pretty huge insight to have at such a young age. Mm,
0: yeah. I don't know how embedded it was at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, but even subconsciously. Totally, like, That's exactly such a blessing for that moment.
0: Yeah. I was trying to, like, think about, like, where did I actually find interest, like, deep interest in, like, this world and especially in, um, like, yoga, spirituality and Vedic culture and, you know, which is where yoga comes from. And when I was doing my HSC, I was doing society and culture. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anyone else did that in high school, but you have to do a PIP, which is like a personal, oh, my God, that like oh, perfectionist qualities were not good <laughs> in year 12 for that. Um, so you have to do this big research project over pretty much the whole year. And I remember when we were studying Hinduism, I was so fascinated by it. I was like, this is a whole nother way of thinking and a whole, yeah, just a completely different world to what we're ever exposed to. And then I actually ended up doing my pip on, like, religion, which is so weird. Oh. Yeah. Um, And, like, is there any relevance for it in our life anymore or is it our relevance more leaning towards spirituality? It was so bizarre. And I think back about that now. I'm like, that is such... I wouldn't have considered myself in any way inclined towards that at the time. I'm like, how weird that that's what I, that's incredible. Yeah. So, so bizarre. (laughs) So like, that was another moment of like, Oh, this is like a huge fascinating interest to me. Like what's relevant anymore. And you know, are we journeying towards something else that's more spiritually inclined and personal, I guess. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I did yoga teach training out of school or maybe a year out and then yeah it's just the rest is kind of history of how it's all unfolded
1: and so now today you've got all of these accumulations of tools right mm. you've done multiple yoga teacher training yep meditation training
0: yep all comes along with it yeah
1: yep. and so how does that look now like what does a What do do your weeks look like now? Like how does your life look? How's what's happening now?
0: personal practice is like a huge thing and which is always changing. So personal practice in yoga is just, you know, that time that you spend on your mat in meditation. Maybe it's moving your body a little bit, but that is like my, it's my biggest teacher in life now because you have moments and days where you're like just couldn't think of anything worse than sitting in meditation right now. And you like walk past your spot and you're like, all right, it's time to to (laughs) go sit down. Let's go. (laughs) And um, yeah, so I, in terms of like my personal working with spirituality now, it's definitely that and interfacing with that world, like yoga is a huge part of my life. Um, It's brought so much meaning and purpose and understanding to the world and to my personal life too. And I feel like anything that you go through, there's always like, oh, yoga, which is really just spirituality, has some kind of answer and it makes you feel like you're not crazy and all of the things that you go through are so relevant and everyone's just experiencing them on different levels. And then in terms of work, like that's what I do for work. I'm a yoga teacher and a yoga teacher trainer, teach people meditation, pranayama, breath work, all of the things. Which is ultimately just about teaching people how to be more of themselves and step into more of who they are through yoga, through alignment, through spirituality.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. What was your question?
1: (laughs) No, it does. I just was trying to, um, I guess, paint a bit of a picture for people of like Mm. how you turn up now in your space and I don't know, kind of how that journey's Allowed you to be this embodiment of Jimmy, like mm. Reiki, of Ayurveda like Jimmy, like everything led you, like all of that led mm. you to this moment. Yeah. And I guess I'm just trying to paint that picture for people a bit.
0: <laughs> so I hope I've painted it well enough for you. Probably haven't.
1: <laughs> we'll loop back,
0: <laughs> we'll loop back to that. But yeah, so that's been kind of my journey mm. t- thus far. Always unfolding and I think there's still parts of all of that journey that I'm still trying to figure out too.
1: Oh, for sure. I don't think we'll ever... No.
0: ...figure it out. No. So, yeah. What about you? How did What was your journey like coming into this space?
1: Mine was different, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess it kind of started for me in year 11... I was just a very anxious kid. Mm. Like anxiety has been a really big player in my life generally. Mm. I think because I do put so much pressure on myself and I feel things so deeply that like for a long time I didn't know how to discern what was mine and what was the rest of the world's Mm. and so I was kind of carrying a lot around. So my mum took me to see my Reiki master when I was 17 to help me work through these Do you mean big bouts of anxiety that I was having? And at a similar time I got Ross River fever. So I was working with Bowen therapists with different naturopaths and herbalists. Um, Basically I was just trying anything to try and kind of heal myself from this thing that people said that you couldn't heal from. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, that world kind of started to open up to me because the medical system said no there's there's nothing you can do mm. and i was like well like i don't believe that my yes. mom doesn't believe that so we kind of like went down this journey of of discovering all these different modalities and just sort of dancing and playing with energy and then that kind of just kept plodding along for me a bit and then in when i was 22 My grandfather passed away and my grandfather was absolutely like one of my soulmates, like he's like one of the biggest loves that I've experienced in this life. We just had this really deep, beautiful connection of he was a man of very few words and we'd just sit there and like I would just literally sit there holding his hand. It was like we're having all these conversations. And it was just such a deep, profound love and connection that when I lost that, it set me into this space of, what are we doing? <laughs> like, who am I? Why are we here? Blah, blah blah. You know, and I, I started being able to feel him, hear him, things like this. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, like this connection was just so strong. And now, even though I was, he was gone. I'm like living up in Darwin. Like it was just still this very connected energy. Mm. And so I started really trying to work out who am I? Why am I here? Like. I just always felt like I was really different from my family and my friends and everyone. And I think my grandfather, although he never said it, I always could just feel that he saw me. Mm. And so when I lost that I think it really sent me into this space of like needing to see myself now that I didn't have that. Mm. And that's when I discovered numerology. Mm. And I remember like making my own numerology chart like with all my books (laughs) So good. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, my God. Like I just remember having this real sense of peace in my body because this piece of paper was just confirming this is just who you are in this life. This is who you're meant to be. Mm. Like you are a deep well of emotion and love and that's okay. Mm. Like, that's why you're here. You're here to love and hold and accept people mm. and that's Okay. And I was just – it was just such a relief. Yeah. Like I can't even describe it because I've always been told by a lot of people like you're too emotional. Oh, you me You feel too. too much. Like, Too, too much, sensitive. Too, 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 too sensitive. Yeah. All, all these twos instead yes. of like embracing yep. this as a gift, it was always spun in this negative way mm. that I felt like I can't – Be yourself. Fully express that part of me. Yes. Yes. You know, as you get older, you realise, no, this that's my gift. Yeah, totally. Like even last night I met this new friend and we're sitting down, we're chatting and, and they were saying like, wow, like I don't think I've ever met someone who's been able to see me and hold me in this space so quickly. Wow. And I was like, wow, that's so cool to have that mirrored back to me because yes. that's all I ever try and do for people is just to – hold them Mm. and yeah that's a bit of a (laughs) side note but yeah it was just like this really beautiful thing so then that kind of started plodding along again and I got into like my first long-term relationship which ended up um me getting married to this um incredible soul but when that ended it really catapulted me into this dark night of the soul, you know. Like my entire world crashed. Like within this six month period, like I can't even like every. I lost everything. Every single mm-hmm. pillar. I lost so many friends. I lost. Like I quit my job. I moved towns. We sold the house. We had miscarriage. We got divorced. Like I lost my best friend, like everything, like literally my life just crashed. Broke apart. It was just, I, w- I was so out of alignment. Like that, the whole universe just crashed around me and it was just insane. Like I couldn't find light. There was no light. Mm. And so then he goes, like I moved to Sydney and we go into our second lockdown... So now I'm in Sydney. I can't get back to Newcastle. I'm like I'm in this share house pretty much stuck in this room mm. with no job. So I had nothing except for me and time.
0: Lovely. <laughs> yeah.
1: So this, the universe, it felt like it just curated this like, like space for me. It's like, mm. here you go, Dylan. All you can do is go for your walk.
0: That is like
1: study the energy herself. of
0: Carly. Just like maybe we'll explore what her energy is like on a podcast. Just like. Complete, swift, and radical transformation and destruction of everything. It was just all of your
1: structures. Kaboom. Yeah. And it was during that time I really started diving into the work of Eckhart Tolle. Mm. And I remember finishing the book A New Earth, and I went to the beach like a few days later, and I was just like in this super aligned state. And I remember going for a swim in the ocean and like having this very clear. Vivid feeling in my body that, oh my god, I'm not swimming in the ocean. I am the ocean, mm-hmm. and that's when everything really started to change. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, it's resulted in me going on this gym I mean, like spiritual journey, like solo journey, and diving even deeper into all these different modalities. You know, like working with different master healers. Like just so this huge big thing, and yeah, to now land here. And it's just amazing, you know, like I love looking back and even all these people that hurt me and everything, like I just have so much love and compassion Mm. for them because without them I wouldn't be where I am today and I wouldn't be who I am today. Yeah. And so, yeah, like just this full journey of forgiveness and Mm. forgiving myself and forgiving other people and, yeah, so now I land here today as this… Podcaster. Podcaster. (laughs) And numerologist and Reiki healer and spiritual life coach. and
0: <laughs> So cool.
1: I love it. I think it's so interesting
0: what you say about the whole, you know, being in the ocean and realising I'm not in the ocean, like I am the ocean. Mm. Like that is – and it's like we can intellectualise that so much but it, when you have that actual experience, it's it's life-changing.
1: It is. Like and you can't not see the world differently yeah, from that point. Totally, and that's why I think like we've spoken about it, like off, off air. <laughs> <laughs> it's so lame. Sorry.
0: We don't have the podcast lingo yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make up our own. Um, but I've lost my my
1: train of thought here. Ocean, having oh, that lived experience. Once, once you have yeah. that that big aha moment, that mm. really big rush of Connectedness and oneness, and you start to actually open your eyes and see this, and you become really aware. I think that's like when the work actually starts in mm. some way, because then all of these things that used to bring you joy and happiness mm. no longer feel aligned to you. Yeah. The conversations that you used to enjoy having or the friendships no longer feel the same. And it's yep. this huge navigation, and it's not just well for me this was my experience it wasn't just like me experiencing this it was like my friends and family having to adjust to mm. this version of me yeah. and the conversations that i need and cuz yours happened quite
0: quick yeah like yep
1: yeah. life
0: is amazing isn't it
1: it's so good <laughs> it's so good it's so Hard here for and it. amazing hard and amazing but i'm so here for the depths totally of this yeah
0: yeah the depths are they're everywhere mm. and uh I think it's like we talk about this in yoga all the time, like just that analogy of like if you pick up a bucket of water from the ocean, you now see that bucket of water as separate from the ocean. You forget that actually it's still the ocean Mm. and that's what we do all the time. Like Mm. we forget that we're part of this same cosmic source. We feel ourselves as so separate from it and we forget all the time. (laughs) We forget that we're part of that source and I think all of these things we go through our opportunities for us, or eventually land us in moments of remembering again, mm. remembering who we are, remembering that divine source. Mm. And um, those in yoga, there's something that we call um, Maya, which is the great illusion, and it has a massive purpose. We all have this you know, Maya in our life, and the whole point of the illusion is so that we can have the beauty of remembering again, mm. and we have that over and over and over again. Because in that moment of you being in the ocean and being like like you wouldn't have had that moment if you hadn't forgotten that you were that in the first place. Completely. And so like I think there's just like safety for all of us in knowing that those moments of hardship and, you know, their purpose is served once we remember who we are again. Wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's just this – there's like layers – of this remembering. Yeah. And it's interesting reading back through my journals because so many times I felt like, oh my God, now I get it. Yes. Or oh, now I know. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, like past version of me. Like she had no mm. idea. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, but now I know. And I'm like, woohoo. Yeah. For like a few days. And yeah. then I'm like, fuck. Oh, I don't know oh, again. Yeah, great. Yeah. I just realized I know nothing. <laughs> totally. And the more you know, the more you realize you don't know.
0: Yep. And I think that's, that's the true. humbling, like,
1: it it's just that's why
0: you get, like, once you go down those moments of spirituality or personal work, you can't turn back. Mm-hmm. And I was having a conversation with someone during the week um, and you, like, you know, you go so far down this spiritual path and then you're like, would it be easier if I didn't know?
1: <laughs> like, yeah. what was... Can I moonwalk back? Yeah, out of totally. This? Because...
0: <laughs> (laughs) The more that I know, the more I realize I don't know and the more Mm. that I also start seeing of myself that I couldn't even see before, like all of these parts of yourself that are really confronting um, that you have to overcome, that all of the hardships in life are kind of helping you like start to overcome and um, also embrace and make those shadow parts of you like part of you so that they can be part of your light and your expansion as well. Mm. And um, yeah, once you go down, you, uh, you can't really turn back. It doesn't happen.
1: (laughs) No, and that's why it's so important, right, to have connection and people that understand what you're walking through because do you mean there's so many people are sitting in fear and they let their fear stop them from going on this journey. Totally. And that's fine because that's their journey and it'll happen when it's meant to happen if it's meant to happen for them in this lifetime. Do you mean? It's not up to us to say. Yeah. But We have chosen this journey. We are Mm -hmm. here and we're turning up. And so for me, like the last – it's only been I would say the last nine months that I've actually started to find people who are in alignment to where I am in this. And honestly, the relief in my body as more and more people come into my orbit who are on this journey of knowing, of remembering. Oh, my God. It's just like thank gosh because – It got really lonely there for a bit, like just being like, am I the only one that feels this? Like Mm. surely there's other people who are experiencing this and surely there are other people who are open to being vulnerable and sharing their Mm. experience of this. Like vulnerability seems to be such a hard thing for so many Mm, people. Totally.
0: I think it was like this thing that kind of exploded as trendy for a little while there. Renee Brown. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And... Then it became this thing that everyone was really just trying to be vulnerable. And I don't know why, but I just inherently was like, oh, I'm stepping away. Like that doesn't feel quite right. Like vulnerability for the sake of being like someone seeing you as vulnerable. Mm. It felt like, and then so I think because of that, we've had this like explosion and then like this retraction again.
1: Massive retraction.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it feels like hang on, was that vulnerability really was the intention for it all right or was it this let's jump on the bandwagon because this is what works right now so let's be as vulnerable as we can even though maybe we don't feel comfortable being vulnerable. And I can't remember, I'm probably not even going to quote it because I actually don't really remember, (laughs) but for us to be vulnerable, I can't remember where it was, a podcast or it could have been a Brene Brown thing. Like we need to have – really embodied whatever it is that we're talking about in vulnerability because otherwise it's not true vulnerability we're just kind of you know and I think that's why we don't know how to be vulnerable because we saw this like explosion of it and now it's like hang on let's go back again
1: yeah and I think from this burst of vulnerability then came this whole phase of being triggered yeah do you mean like all of a sudden people were like, holy shit? Yep. Like everyone's just throwing everything at other people, all yep. this unhealed trauma at each yes. other and saying, I'm just being vulnerable. Yes. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, holy, f- like I'm so triggered. But even that, do you mean has yeah. been misinterpreted? Totally. Do you mean like triggered then became the buzzword? Yep. And then everyone's triggered about everything. Yep.
0: And then you could just blame anyone else for whatever was coming up for you. You don't yeah. have to look at it. It's someone no, else's problem. It's not me, it's you. Yeah. And you trigger me. It's yes. This is on you. Yes. It's mm-hmm. kind of the same as like when people the whole like, oh other people's toxic energy, like I can't be around it. I've got to get away from it. It's like that's your responsibility. That's you. And it's that's not their energy.
1: A mirror back to you. Yes. So can we flip that?
0: <laughs> yeah. Totally. Always. Just like if you're finding anyone super negative or super toxic, that's a moment for you to look. Mm. Inward, like as uncomfortable as that is, mm. there's like, yeah, it, it used to come up so much of like people being like, oh, I can't be around this person. They're so toxic. And I'm like, are they though? Or is that something that's happening inside of you? And also, if you're feeling like someone's energy is on you, they didn't do that. Mm. You allowed for that to happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, where's your boundary? Mm. You're responsible for the energy you let in. And responsible for the energy you let out. And I think that whole like triggering thing is we just give all of our power to the other person. Mm. And it also is a way of like, we're off the hook, that's not our responsibility. That person like triggered me. I don't have to look at that now. Mm. And it's yeah, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, that's another deep dive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many things in this space, isn't there? So many things. <laughs> We've already talked about some some big lessons that have popped up (laughs) but is there one big lesson that you've been working through lately or a big lesson that stands out to you that you've had to work through and overcome and how has that kind of turned up on the other side?
0: See, when we spoke about this like a couple of weeks ago and like what you said, I was like, oh, that's such a, that's an issue I have too, Um, like self-doubt and like people-pleasing. And I think it's a really tricky one. You don't realise how much you can get into those tendencies. But I am, like, super critical of myself. And that has been something to really try and overcome. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's it's something that I'm definitely – it's, like, a work in progress thing. Mm. And, like, I can see where, like, my self-doubt comes up. Um, But it's still, that's the biggest lesson I'm working through right now. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. How is it showing up for you personally? So many ways. (laughs) Um, Does it stop you from being able to do things? Totally. yeah. Yeah,
0: it does for sure. And I think probably this podcast actually coming about is when I've has been the biggest moment of me just being like, all right, just keep going then like stop Mm -hmm. with the self-doubt. Because as we started this, that's when I was like, all right, I'm releasing that I'm doing a 50 hour training, like no more keeping that under wraps. So keen for that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited. Stay tuned, everybody. Um, But yeah, like that is something that I have been working on for like, I don't know, like maybe nine months Mm. and um, there's been so many things that I've, you know, had in the back of my mind that have just I've never done and, you know, timing and everything of course too, like not everything's meant to happen that you, you know, but there's a lot of things where even with the 50-hour training like actually committing to doing it and then to actually put it out in the world and tell people that I'm doing it. Yeah. That took so long. Mm. And I think the self-doubt is just a huge like fear of failure. But then one time I was speaking to my dad about it because he's like similar to me and he was like it's just you just want to be perfect at everything. Mm. So it's not even about the fear of failing. It's the fear of not being perfect. Mm. And yeah.
1: Like the, that 100% comes up. For me as well, mm-hmm. but I've recently realised that another layer to that is actually around being seen. I have a mm-hmm. real fear. I'm <laughs> like, I like. Part of me is like, I want to be seen and heard. Yes. And another part of me is like, oh my god, don't look at me. Oh. And that's why, like, us doing this mm. is a huge healing for me because yep. I don't speak my truth to so many people I know because they know the old version of me. Are you on my mailing list?
0: (laughs) No. Okay. I just sent an email out about all of this on Friday night because it was huge for me and I was talking about like fear and, you know, all these. And I ultimately it came down to like what were, at least for me, afraid of stepping into your own greatness and people seeing you, Mm. seeing you in your truth and Mm. your greatest alignment. That's terrifying. Yeah. And... Like, yeah, it was. You actually don't let really... yourself go into like all of who you are and show all of who you are in spaces where people know the old you or mm. have a certain. Like I've had people in my, you know, group always say like, "Oh, spirituality is weird," and then you're like, "Do they realize that's a huge that part did? of my yeah. life? Well, like that's literally who I am. Yeah, <laughs> not who I am, but do you know? Like that's, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like that's huge... what I do for my. That's how I get paid in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this is not just something that I, like, have as a hobby. Like, this is my life's work. Yeah. And, like, those moments you're like, oh, okay, so I'll play down that version of myself here because it's it's seen as
1: strange. Mm. And I yeah. I, yeah, completely, completely feel that. Mm. And it was super wonderful timing. Actually, like, maybe three weeks ago I went to a breathwork circle and – I had this massive throat chakra release. Mm. Like it was huge. Like I was shaking and like I kind of like you can never explain energy, what happens energetically but it was this huge release and like it resulted in me like coughing and almost choking because the energy was so constricted in that Mm. space. Like it it was so stuck because it had been trying to come out for so long and I just had suppressed it and suppressed it and suppressed it and... This the beautiful Jenny, she held this beautiful space for me and like really helped me get it out. Get it out. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that because, you know, now hopefully I can start to express myself and hopefully mm. by being in this space with each other. And for the people who are listening, I'm sure this is resonating for you too, if you're mm. in our in our field. Hopefully now we can empower each other to be seen as the imperfectly perfect beings mm. that we are. Yeah. Mm. Mm. what what would you say is your biggest lesson
0: so far or that you're working through now
1: well that's kind of what i'm working through at the moment Mm. is allowing myself to be seen but a big one that's come up for me generally and i would say is my core wound Mm. um and it's actually a generational wound Mm. is abandonment oh Mm. (laughs) (laughs) see you're seeing me so clearly also this is what it's all about so it's you interesting like if you, if I track back through the generations, um, my it all comes from my mum's side. So my mum's mum, her mum's <laughs> mother died when she was really young mm. and then my grandmother's mum passed away when she was really young mm. and then my mum's dad, one day when she was two, he just packed up, left... Moved to Perth, didn't tell them. Wild. No one knew where he was. Two years later, he just pops back up. So she was literally abandoned. Mm. And then there was this whole sequence of events in my mum's life, where she was content, like where that was reinforced. Do you mm. mean like mm. my mum's ex um, ex fiance went to work one day, and he never came home from work. He was he, in an accident at work and was killed at work. And so like it was this this feeling of abandonment was just reinforced... ...reinforced, Constant. reinforced constantly in my mum's life and my grandmother's life. Wow. Like in relationships. Very real ways. Very real ways. And then when I was born... ...I was um, born under these like really weird circumstances... ...with two hospitals merging and there was like this power battle going on... ...between the nurses of who's right and... ...like they were trying to like prove themselves basically... From what I understand, yeah <laughs> from the story I've heard, and um, that resulted in them letting my birth like go too long, and my mum almost bled out and died, and I was born with like the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck, um, lungs not working, blah 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 like and so when I was born, I was literally ha- had to be taken away, so instantly my my birth into the world was I was abandoned. abandoned. ...because my mom and dad couldn't hold me... ...because my mom was fighting for her life. My dad's trying to like juggle everything... ...and the doctors are just trying to save me and my mom. That's insane. And so you know like how important skin to skin is... Yeah. ...as quickly as possible. That yeah. wasn't possible for me just for like a few hours or something. Mm. But it's shown up so many times in my relationships and everything. Mm. And for a long time... Um, ...in my intimate relationships, it must be this subconscious thing... ...but like everyone just kept abandoning me. Everyone kept Mm. leaving me, leaving me, leaving me, leaving me, leaving me. And it was—it's really wild now that I have this awareness... ...to be able to look back on that... ...and realise so many of my relationships and connections in the world... ...up until that (laughs) moment in the ocean. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) ...was just me trying to... ...hold on to people out of fear of being mm. abandoned. And so the last few years the work that I've been doing has been to heal that... ...and to actually go from a place of being codependent mm. to independent... ...and now turning up as this whole beautiful grounded being... Mm. ...so that I can love hopefully <laughs> one day my <laughs> new partner... ...when they come in in such a different way because mm. I've done so much work... On healing that, yes, yeah. So I, yeah, I did this really beautiful breath work session on my thirtieth birthday. I have this ritual that every year on my birthday I give myself a healing. So nice. So I come into my personal year, like my numerology personal year, in as much flow and alignment as possible.
0: Mm.
1: And so for my thirtieth birthday, I gifted myself this rebirthing session, and I rebirthed myself into the world straight into my mum's arms without any complications or anything like this that is so powerful it was so intense and powerful and just so transformational mm. and i've seen such a difference in myself and my mum because wow you're healing that it's not it's like when not, you
0: heal what you're going through it's not you okay. don't just heal you yeah yeah it's yeah.
1: like there's the ripple effect yeah and it's been really cool to see that as well mm. yeah that's so my big fascinating one. <laughs> I'm that's not saying that wild. that's fully healed, but it's... Um, totally. We're all, so we're similar. similar.
0: <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, when, when my mom gave birth to me, she had a lot of complications after. I don't think it was, like, right at the moment, but they left, like, part of the placenta there. So she got very, very sick. Whoa. And so I spent a lot of my time as a newborn baby, like, my mom wasn't there.
1: Wow. How weird is that? That's so bizarre, yeah. And
0: an abandon- abandonment is a huge thing. And then that got reinforced, right? Totally. When I got kicked out of home and yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, hello. Mm. This is what we're talking about, like cosmic mirroring.
0: Yes. Like we are having conversations where we're constantly just being seen by one another. Mm. And sometimes there's like just this is going to sound really dumb, but think about if you don't actually, if you're trying to get ready in the morning, you don't have a mirror in front of your face. Like you can't see Mm. what you don't, you can't see what you can't see. And like the conversations we have, the relationships that we build, they are mirrors for us to see ourselves because there's parts of us that we can't see Mm.
1: for whatever reason. And, uh, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's why it's so important, right? Like once you have that awareness that everyone that's coming into your life is coming in for a reason and, you know, everyone's your teacher, your whole life changes. The way you look at people change. You know, I know so many people who hold on to this, pain and fear from different relationships you know like they can't forgive their ex and they can't forgive this person for this yeah like you like it's not about them it's about you yeah. can you forgive yourself like why are you reacting like that mm. like why are you having this adverse reaction to your boss yeah to your friend to whoever mm. to the sh- person in the shop it doesn't matter yeah like it's all this mirroring it's your own stuff isn't it mm-hmm. which is confronting to it's really confronting yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's so powerful. It is, yeah. So we might wrap it up with this question. Who's one of the biggest influences in your journey so far? I really don't feel like I have an answer to this question. (laughs) (laughs) I,
0: yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's constantly changing depending on um, what I'm moving through. I also feel like I have this very like, so much of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Mm. That's totally fine. Yeah. I could say like so many different people but I'm like, I don't know.
1: I guess it's just whoever's turning up in this moment. Yeah, totally. And like if you look back, like my Reiki healer, she's mm. played a huge role in my life because she's been on this, like been there from day one on the spiritual, on my spiritual journey. Yeah. So that's been huge but my grandfather was equally yeah. as huge and magnetic. Yeah, And then like even like to right now, yeah. like you're so huge like an influence of my life because you're totally. acting as such a mirror and an, an empowerer of yep. our shared goals and direction. Yep.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard to boil it down to one person, hey. Yeah. And like yeah, there's so many teachers that I've had in my life, so many mentors and – They've all been of equal influence, I
1: think. And what we need in that moment. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yep. Um, And then, like, yeah, my relationship with my husband has been a huge Mm. one Um, constantly. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, relationships are where we do our deepest work. Which you know you hear that and you're like, oh, that's so annoying to hear all the time. Like, come on, no, but it's but true. it is because you
1: can't. It's like you can't escape. You can't escape it. You can't escape yourself. And you can't escape yourself. So no. it's like your intimate relationships, like
0: yeah, it's it's that's the the constant biggest influence and lesson in my life. Mm. If I could put it down to one person, the influence is it everywhere. Everywhere. And I think if you can, if you sometimes boil it down to one person or one thing, it can stop you from seeing, like, your next biggest influence or, like, just the influence that's available in there in the moment. Yeah, for sure. Mm.
1: Oofed. Big one. Big episode to start.
0: Big ep- So that kind of gives you a bit of an insight into our journey mm. that is, you know, I think what's really refreshing about it is we've had completely different journeys but yet there's so many similar similarities in it, mm. which is exactly why we wanted to start this podcast because we're all walking through this, you know, at times incredibly challenging life mm. and yet somehow there's, we find meaning in it by connecting to one another.
1: As our friend Brene Brown would say, we are wired for connection. So yeah, I love that. I feel like my whole life is just about that. Yeah. Connection. Yeah. It's a big core thing. just another way to connect. And how cool, like technology helping
0: us connect yeah. <laughs> Hello. in these ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so share with us, maybe you can email us or let us know on Instagram, um, anything that you resonate with, what your journey into this space has been, mm. what your, you know, one of the biggest lessons that you've had to overcome and work through or one that you're working through now. Because, um, yeah, like we said, we want this to be a conversation. Like this is not just for us to connect and chat, but to also connect with all of you as well.
1: Mm. Um, so, yeah, chat to us. Voicemail us. us if yeah. there's anything that you would like us to dive deep into yeah. or just anything you'd like to share. And yeah, if you voicemail us, then we can... We can loop that into our podcast so it feels like you're here with us. So cool. And of course, down the track, we'll be having some guests. We have a lot of really awesome people lined up who have so much wisdom and value to bring to this community. Yeah.
0: And if you're someone who has like something that you feel like resonates with us on this podcast and maybe Mm. your work um, can come into this space, like let us know. Yeah. Maybe you can jump on the potty too. We can interview you.
1: Yeah. That'd be awesome. Mm.
0: All right, friends, thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.